Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm excited today. We have a veteran in the game, basically almost 30 years at this point in real estate investing. So oh, a ton of wealth and knowledge right here. Started in 94, Brian Penn, located over in Colorado. And I mean, you've, you've done everything. You've done probate, long-term rentals, vacant land, multifamily. You you have an incredible book, really inspired because you were going to all the local RIA groups, the meetups, and you saw a lot of brand new people that were lost, confused, and needed guidance, needed that that mentorship. Obviously, yeah. you can't help everybody. So the yeah. best way to be able to help everybody and the biggest impact is jumping on shows like this and being able to get out a physical book so that it's a no-brainer, right? Yeah. So I personally learned a ton off of the books, the podcasts, just like this, and, and YouTube originally getting started. But your book has changed a lot of lives just putting out last year. And it is titled Real Estate Investing for Beginners, which it's a pretty no-brainer, right? Gets right to it, which I can appreciate. But I think what really gravitates towards me the most, and I think a lot of the listeners right now is we're in a recession right now, right? Like we're in one of those pivotal yeah. points that all true wealth, like all the big companies, success leaves clues, right? Like the wealth is really leaving the stepping stones of what to do next. And all the big wealthy companies have made their money in recessions. Right. And you've gone through that special time of 2008 to 2012 where privately you and I were speaking, that's when you made the most impact, right? You made the biggest exactly. transformation. So I'm excited to deep dive with you on that. Talk about motivated sellers, how to get that. But um, for anybody out there that doesn't know who you are, where you're from and, and what you're up to, do you mind just giving that 30,000 foot view? Sure. My name is Brian Penn, and what you already said. And I got interested in, in real estate investing. I was finishing up a post postdoc at the College School of Mines in a kind of an arcane field of geochemistry and realizing I didn't want to teach, I said, well, what am I going to do when I grow up? Yeah. So I, I got this flyer about probate and I took the last $5,000 in 1995 dollars and took a chance and went down to, to let's see, into Phoenix and took a, a course, a three-day course on probate. And one of the interesting things about that is, well, I thought it was interesting, was I went there and I came back and I immediately put everything I had to work. And I picked up a couple of houses that I've, I've 1031 and multiple, multiplied many times into multiple properties. And we got a list at the course that said, hey, you call up any of these people you want at any time. So a year later, I called every one, the 49 other participants, because there were 50 people at the class. And I was the only one that had done anything with the probate stuff. Wow. And so you can take these classes, but you have to implement. You have to go ahead. You can be as educated as you want, but if you don't start taking action, nothing will happen. And Good. so I finished that at the College School of Mines, and I actually went for a second postdoc down in Texas. And 
everything changed. Probate's very different in Texas. Yeah. And so I went ahead and, and actually I got on a, it wasn't Ron Legrand, it was Carlton Sheets, no money down. I saw an yeah. information, signed up and I got a number of properties using that. Nice. So I just, you just educate yourself. You don't have to go. I know like you talked to Brent Bowers and he's, he's a very high end person. He will go and meet the, spend the five or $10,000 or more on a course. And I'm, I'm on the low end of stuff. I'll like, I'll spend a hundred bucks. I'll find out what I need to know and I will go do it. So as things progressed, I would change. You adapt with your environment. The mm. environment's going to change. And so you just say, okay, you can then do different things. You just, the old Marine Corps, my father's a Marine. So the old Marine Corps thing is adapt, improvise and overcome. Yep. You adapt to the current environment. Like currently I went through single family houses. I did pre foreclosures all through all that time. And now because of the, the frenetic activity that was in housing here in Colorado Springs during the last five or six years, I went over to land and I'm doing land now. And I'm seeing in the future that in the near future, we're going to have another situation like we had in 2008 to 2012 with subprime, where the mortgages, where people's interest rates are so high, they're not going to be able to afford the mortgages. And so you're going to have to learn how to adapt to that. And a technique I learned at that point that I used quite a bit in 2008 to 2012 was taking properties subject to the underlying mortgage. And you can learn how to do that. There's a, there's a course by one of my mentors, who's Bill Bronchek, who's up in, in Denver. He has a, a website called LegalWiz.com. And so it's, it's pretty cool. And I, and I mentioned him pretty, pretty heavily in my book. But somewhere just before COVID, I was going to start a course, have monthly meetings and talk about all this stuff. So I figured if I'm going to start a course, I should have a book that really is an outline for the course. And that was the impetus to write the book. And so what happened there was we couldn't have any meetings. <laughs> there were no yep. meetings. So I did record a course on Udemy and all of this is available. Uh, links to this are available on my website. But what I want to do is to get people for the next big opportunity to gain wealth in real estate and it's coming i'm like chomping at the bit because i'm like i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready to go there again but we're still a few months away i would say six to eight months maybe even a year away from when the real opportunities are going to emerge sure. and so i'm you know i'm like oh, i can really ready. do this now yeah, yeah you're ready <laughs> i love it i'm ready you know yeah. and maybe i'm a person that takes action directly which probably is the case I just, you know, I'm one of those people that if I want to do something, I'm going to jump on it. It's like when yeah. I did the course, I was like, okay, well, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. I don't know how to set up a camera. I don't know how to do this. And so I just learned, taught myself and got on there and developed an hour and a half course. I, yeah. I've, I wrote a PhD dissertation, but I've never written a book. So that was a learning experience, but I knew that I had to get it in a format. And so you just, just go do it. It's I just like it. a dissertation you write the just you don't just suddenly write a dissertation you don't suddenly write a book you do it one day at a time one step at a time and That's lay right. out your map and do it and stay with it the stay with it is the hardest part for yeah, most they, people they say that the best way to eat an elephant right is one bite at a time right exactly. so it's a lot of people can easily get overwhelmed and uncomfortable by looking at the big picture and god like to to get a billion dollars to be able to make all this impact to be able to yeah help out the whole world. It's like, it's, it starts with one person at a time, one, you know, one uh, transaction at a time, all these small steps to be able to make the progress that you're looking for. You mentioned a couple of great things that I, I want to be able to just highlight here for a second. Yeah. 
You said that you were working on probate originally, and then you went to Texas and you were trying there. It was a different market, right? The changes. And yeah. I think that's very important to highlight for a moment. To any brand new listeners out there that are getting started, you see the new shiny product, the new shiny guru online, even you know visiting us and watching saying like, well, Brandon talks about doing the birth strategy or... Brian's talking about, you know, vacant land. It really depends on your strategy. Does it work in that location? It works. It just depends on where you're doing it, right? So things will change and markets change. So it's important to identify where we're currently at in the market, where we are projected to go in the future. Like that's why Brian and I are so excited about the next six, eight or 12 months. There's opportunities coming. You want to get prepared today, now, so that you're set up for success to truly make generational wealth. And it really just comes down to actually positioning yourself properly. So I think that's a big key factor there that the listeners should know that, you know, the strategies change when, you know, the different locations and so forth and the market. Um, I think investing in yourself is so crucial when it comes down to obviously all the books, all the podcasts, all the information is online. You know, if you want to save time, though, I think to really be able to take the elevator instead of going up all the damn stairs and getting pushed down the stairs a few times and on your own, (laughs) you know, it can save a lot of time. It, It can save a lot of heartache and a lot of learning curves in between. So I'm a firm believer in investing in yourself because I've always got an ROI, you know, and when you're action driven, when you are like really prepared to be able to take action and not have excuses, that military mindset, right? you're determined to win. So even in the worst case scenario, I've had bad mentors in the past and I I still made it the best, you know, scenario ever. Yeah. Um, So I think that's a very crucial aspect. And I cover that as a chapter in my book, whether to have a mentor or whether you can do it yourself. Yeah, of course. You can do it yourself, but it's, you're fighting a learning curve. And I think mentors can be very, very useful. Yes. But you have to have the gumption to get up and do it yourself. You got to yeah. get up every day. Nobody can get up for you. So you just you jump on it and you stay with it and just you plug away at it every day a little bit. Yeah. And you'll get there. And yeah. that's something you write one one or two paragraphs on your dissertation every day. You write something. You just make an incremental step towards that. You call a few people. You make some offers. You move along and you keep a tab on the current environment, the current housing environment. And so I, that's what I try that's to good. do. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually, we wrote our book saying, you know, action driven, really talking exactly about that stuff to take it one step at a time and be able to build up that momentum that will kind of like go into the gym. You know, it sucks waking up early going to the gym, but afterwards it feels good and you start building the momentum to crush the rest of the day. So Brian, talk to me for a second about this opportunity that's coming up for all these investors out there, brand new or intermediate with a a couple properties under their skin. One thing is, you mentioned this too, is you got to have a tool chest that has a bunch of different tools in it. Sure. You got to know different ways to work and to help people because the primary goal of real estate investors is to help people out of their situation. That's right. And so what we're looking at now is a very similar situation as we saw in 2008 to 2012 with subprime meltdown. And so we are getting really close to that. And it's a few months away. And I think I'm addressing your question. I just, I distracted myself for a second, but I think I'm addressing your question. No, you are. Yeah, so it's just the opportunities that are that are coming up. For anybody out there that doesn't understand subprime for a moment, do you mind just explaining that? Okay, the subprime meltdown was when they 
the mortgage lenders were forced to lend to people that didn't have really super good credit rating. Sure. And so those people started to not make their payments, which pulled a lot of play companies like Bear Stearns, stuff like that into bankruptcy. And so we saw the whole market collapse like that. And there are a couple of things going on right now. I don't know if you're aware of the Evergrande, what happened with Evergrande in China. The subprime meltdown ours in the United States was a total of $6 trillion. Mm. And that was pretty massive. The world went into a recession, everything like that. China's economy, their property management, I don't know if you've heard of the ghost cities in China or anything like that, but the CCP only let the Chinese people invest in real estate. They can't invest in anything else. And so what that represents is a quarter of their GDP to the tune of $60 trillion is collapsing and they don't know what to do about it. So that's gonna have a worldwide effect. The collapse of China is coming and it's just a matter of whether the ripples reach us soon enough. That's one side of it. The other side is with the Fed raising the interest rates from zero to 2% up to six or 7%, houses that people could afford at 2% are now no longer affordable. The mortgages are just unbelievable. And so unbelievably high. So if you go to buy a house, what you could afford at 2%, you have no way of affording at 6%. So people are gonna be upside down as the price of houses start to drop. So they're gonna be upside down, not be able to sell their homes because no one can afford this way overpriced. It's overpriced is a subjective call, but these very high valued houses. And so when I do this, what I'm concerned about more because I've done a bunch of single family homes is can I afford the monthly payment? Yes. And can I rent it for more than the monthly payment? I right. don't care that it's way overpriced. That doesn't bother me. What I want to do is, can I find a delta, a difference between what I rent it for and what I got to pay the mortgage for? That's and so, so I can help these, help these people out of their situation. They may not be able to sell their house. Yeah. They may be underwater, can't afford the realtor fees or anything like that. But I can go in, work with their note, work with the mortgage, and then take over their note and then move forward with that. They can yeah. go on and get another property, maybe a lesser value property, but they can still get out from under the situation. And we're also trying to avoid them going into foreclosure. And I of did course. a bunch of that. So it's so like, I think this is such a big key component of getting creative because we are problem solvers as a yeah. real estate investor, especially if you're going direct to the seller, which is ideal, right? You want to be going yeah. that route. If not, you're getting it from a wholesaler or an agent that has already taken skin off the game. So that's why we're big believers in if you're getting started in real estate, it's so important to identify all the different moving pieces to get creative. I mean, there's 30 plus ways, 100 plus ways, Bigger Pocket says. We've really broken it down, you know, 30 plus ways to make money in real estate. And the more understanding from A to Z, what each strategy looks like, it will help really prepare yourself with all the tools in the tool chest, right? And on the tool exactly. belt, you know, and, and yeah. be able to get more creative and help out, whether it's subject to or taking over the mortgage and so forth and just carrying notes and so forth. So there's many different creative strategies that you can do. That's kind of what I try to identify in my book. Um, the yeah. book is basically for the total new person to real estate investing. I don't go into the 30 ways. I go yeah. into a number of basic strategies that they can take, yeah. they can do from the start. And once you get educated on these basic strategies, then you can go to these real estate meetings and interact with other real estate investors, more experienced real estate investors, 
And then you can learn some of the nuances, the more nuanced aspects of making money in real estate. I start yeah. with bird dogging. Well, do you have any money? If you don't have any money, then bird dogging or driving for dollars is a good place to start. If you yeah. have a lot of money, then maybe you want to go into a REIT or it's, you know, there's hands-on and hands-off type of real estate investing. And I kind of break that down in the book. And we were talking about the interest rates for a second. I think yeah. it's important for people to realize because what we're hearing on the news, what we're hearing from everybody is the interest rates are so high. They're so high. You know, I think we were spoiled for the longest time. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, it, it is higher. I wouldn't say yeah. it's the highest that it could go. It's no. been higher in the past. And I've been at 14%. I remember the days of 14%. They were insane. Yeah. I was younger then, by the I, way. <laughs> I believe in, I think in what, the early 90s or even 80s, it, it was up to like 19% and so forth. Yeah. So it's like... It was insane. Yeah. So we're still very, very blessed, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, the matter of the fact is whether you think it's high, whether you think it's low, whatever it may be, it's irrelevant. It's whether or not you are in the game or not. And That's it's right. And it's because when the interest rates were so low for so long, okay, let's acknowledge this, the playing field was a lot more open. There was a lot more availability for you to qualify for a mortgage. Now that the interest rates are a little bit higher, the average waitress or you know yeah. school teacher, unfortunately, doing it on their own, depending on which market and so forth, you may qualify for a heck of a lot less. And that may not even be reasonable yeah. or doable in your market. And that's right. that's the sad truth behind it. So less people are on the playing field right now. There's so much fear going on because everybody like hears us out and acknowledges like, hey, the big, you know, whatever's coming up, we should get prepared. We should hold off for another six, eight, 12 months. And I kind of go back and forth with this. I think if you're really strapped and you have no creativity in you, then maybe you should hold off. Okay. Yeah. But realistically, I'm seeing more opportunities come across my desk on a weekly basis today yeah. and every other week in the last three to six months, just for the simple fact of so many people are out of the game now and mm -hmm. there's still problems out there. There's still us investors that can perform that need to solve problems. That's so right. I, I think it's important to identify just because the interest rates are higher, if, just like you mentioned, Brian, if you can lock in and make sense of a deal creatively or not make sense of a deal mm -hmm. and you're cash flowing on the interest rates currently and lock this in you're set up for success because guess what now right. you own it you can refinance later when the interest rates go down or worst case scenario if everybody thinks that the interest rates are going to keep going up well now you just locked it in and you're cash flowing that's right that's right so, so incredible opportunities one thing I want to make sure that people understand is is Brent Bowers, wonderful guy, great guy and everything. He just jumped on the whole thing and he's 100%. He's got a machine going and everything like that to generate wealth for himself. The thing is, probably the average person may not be willing to jump totally out of what they're doing. And so I tell people, get at least one or two properties supporting you for sure. when and if, assuming that, and a lot of what drove me was just my lack of faith in social security and stuff like that. Oh, I worked yeah. for a large airframe manufacturer. I was making six figures for many, many years. Yep. But I said, this merry-go-round is going to stop. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be thrown off on it. So you don't want to rely know, on yeah, other people or the government or, you know, yeah. you got to really bootstrap and protect yourself and have backup plans. I'm a firm believer as well. That's right.
And you don't have to have a billion properties. You just no. have have a couple of properties and you're sitting in your back pocket. Even if Social Security lasts, it's not enough for you to live on. Sure. So you're going to need something to supplement it. And then there's some things like how much money you should have. These things I cover in my book and my blogs yeah. and stuff there in my book about having how much you need to have in reserve. Because I see people go, oh, just you're going to get $800 a month from this one house. And I'm like, yeah, you are, but you've got actually all sorts of other things that are coming along with that. Sure. So you may get $800, but you take half of that and you put that in reserve because yep. something bad is going to happen. And it's yep. not, it's just a matter of, you know, there's going to be a hailstorm and you're going to yep. need to replace the roof and it's $25,000. What do you yep. do? You know, yeah, so I, I've had people, tenants flush diapers down the toilet, messed up the plumbing and it was $5,000 oh, to redo all the plumbing. And it was like, oh. you know, it's, it happens. Yeah. And that wasn't the first year. It was five years in. But if I didn't plan yeah. for that stuff ahead of time and had reserves on the side, you never know. So yeah, it, I had a, it's crucial. I had a friend of mine that he was doing something like you had Amanda Cruz on a few days with the, the mobile home parks. I love that. That yeah. was great. But he did something similar. He had 60 properties he was doing that with. Yep. Well, the, the DA got a hold of him and he has zero properties now. He didn't go to jail, but he has zero properties. So be aware of the laws and the regulations of everything you're supposed to follow. In Colorado, it's changing every single year. We just we find stuff out and you have to stay tuned with your investor friends or investment clubs and make a connection like that because you'll find stuff out. You won't get a text from your tenant that says, hey, you can't do this. You need to give me 60 days written before this and that. And and it's and I, it's like wow. Yeah. And I went to my real estate that night. I actually went to my real estate group here, and I said, "Do you anybody know about this?" And they said, "No, we hadn't heard this." And so I was able to help share that the sad information, but yeah. you know that information with them. So it's it's always be educated, always connect with people because people are always willing to share. It's a great group of people. Yeah. I think that's a great tip too. You know, everybody first off should have some real estate, whether you love real estate, hate real estate, whatever. For passive income, you should, I, I'm a firm believer in getting at least three properties. Ideally, if you can get multifamily, residential multifamily, you'll get the great rates. That's four units and under. It's mm -hmm. a lot different than a single family. If a single family is vacant, it's vacant, you're screwed, you're covering it. If it's a duplex, triplex, fourplex, in many cases, the odds are you're going to have something rented out and it yeah. will most likely cover um, your expenses, which is incredible. So that will set you up for success. But, you know, you should definitely know your local laws. You should, you know, yeah. and whatever side you're on, you should know both. If you're the landlord, you should know, is this a tenant friendly or a landlord friendly state? And what are yeah. the regulations? How do I serve the tenants? How do I best guide them and do it legally? Right. Yes, and vice absolutely. versa. So yes. I think it's important going to these local RIA groups, being a part of those, then you're going to be able to network and meet other lawyers potentially. And you should have yeah. a lawyer within that state that you are investing in. So, you know, I live in San Diego. We have uh, properties out here. We do short term and then we have long term over in Ohio. I have lawyers in both. And it's Good. because it's it's crucial to know their local infrastructure and, and to have somebody like in your back pocket to be able to ask any questions exactly. and they educate me on a regular basis, which is good. Yeah. You know? I was like, actually, I ended up, we had a lawyer at that meeting that I went to the other and good. he wasn't aware of these things. He goes, well, that's news to me. And I said, so I was helping him as yeah. well as other people because they can't know everything. I actually, 
when this happened, I called the one Bill Bronchek, who's my lawyer mentor kind of guy. And I said, I told him about it. He goes, and he kind of gave me the wrong information. So I went ahead and, and let him know because I had to go to the state and find out what all the requirements were and stuff like that. That's good. You know, it's like I, I mentioned to you earlier is I come from a family that's been wealthy on and off for many, many years. And my great grandfather came to Colorado on a Conestoga wagon. The family lore is and he he sold razors to the miner and made was fabulously rich. You can buy his razors on eBay. So I have a couple of his razors in a, in a box downstairs and he died penniless. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It all went away because he was continuing to gamble. Then his son, my grandfather, made a fortune in mattresses. He just was apparently stinking rich and stuff like that. But he died penniless. And my dad, being the conservative, ultra conservative type, having seen this, he just went straight to the dying penniless part. And I'm trying to avoid that. I'd like yeah. to have some generational way. So be thinking of, you know, it's so hard to have the long game in mind. But keep that in mind when, and that's why I say, if you just buy a couple properties and just have them in your pocket for when you get older, yep. or if you go to retire, that that will be essential. And yeah. those are things keep that- them. Less- Keep them, you know, keep yeah. the properties, please. Yes, yes. And so that's that's a lot of what, what I try to do with people is I weathered 2008 to 2012 because I had very conservative ideas. Yes. I just said, I want to have enough money to cover everything. And, you know, it's it makes me a little, have a good accountant and have a good tax accountant too. Those yeah. are things that are essential so that you don't get caught. Don't mix your money. <laughs> that's you that's know, a and- good thing. And I think there's levels to it. So I think it, I think it's important to identify like where you're currently at. You know, yes. like where are you at on the spectrum here? If if you are broke, busted, disgusted type of situation, you need to learn how to hustle. You need to learn yeah. how to get some income. You need to learn how to because you got nothing to lose at this point. You have right. a lot more to gain. So put in the hard work. That's the time, the energy to go all in and really just start reinvesting in yourself and learn things and try things out, right? After you get the money, then start realizing, hey, how do I save more? How do I reinvest? How do I protect my money? And how do I set this up for generational wealth? Like, what does that truly look like? And get around, in my personal opinion, that really has helped me the most by investing heavily in myself to be around high level mentors that Mm -hmm. know those things. You know, because to be able to get myself in the room with people that are making 50 to 100 million can that can pour into me. It took, you know, a a strong dollar to be able to get into those rooms. Oh, yeah. But but it helps and it saves me time and I can sleep comfortably knowing that I have generational wealth set up for my kids and their kids. That's the difference. You know, that's very important to realize. That's huge. That's huge. That's what you want to do and stuff because no one wants to be poor and die penniless. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, I have a family so, history of that. <laughs> yeah. So, Brian, talk to me. You're focusing right now on vacant land. You're telling me about a deal previously. You're making a strong 300% return on. Incredible. Yeah. Talk to me about lead generation on these. Well, what I did was I've just started small, which is my t- typical thing. I take a course or something like that, and then I've then I, I implement what I'm taught in the course. And I, cool. then I see how long it takes for me to get the money back that I just spent on a course. Yep. And so that's where a cost benefit type of thing is. And so I did this with the land. Brent had said, well, look around Southern 
Colorado. And so basically I worked from the leads from the uh, county owned properties, properties that had tax liens on them. Yep. And so I just, I send out letters, which I get a lot of letters for the land I have. It's like, Hey, are you willing to, no, I'm not really, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but there's I mean, the right number for everything, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, I have a couple of properties up by Lake George that I I'm trying to, to sell. That's a different story altogether. So I just send them letters. It's a volume thing. You know, yep. how do we do it? Volume. Play the numbers game. And so yep. just, it's always the numbers game. So you just send out letters. You can do that yourself. You can hire somebody else to do it. It's yep. really depends on what you, I have a bunch of computer science background. So I write a lot of software. I've been scraping websites since the 1990s. Yeah. So I go out and I just write some Python code and it gives me all the data. And so I can do it that way, which is, you know, it's like, well, what do I have more of? And, you know, do I have more time? Do I have more money? And and if you have both, then you can choose what you find entertaining to do. Yeah, and I what like you enjoy. Code. Yeah, if you, if I, I like to code. So I, I'll get out there and write Python code to go scrape a website and pull all the data down for me. Then I can just mail everything myself. And some people don't want to do that. And that's that's perfectly okay. You work with your strengths and what you want to do. Because no sense in getting a master's degree in computer science yeah. if you don't need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's really where I am. And and I've gotten a bunch of you know, leads calling all the time because of this. You think I I don't send out as many as Brent does or some of the people like that do. I'll send a couple hundred a month and I've got a continuous stream of people calling me. It's pretty good. And so it's like, yay. So and that's that's all that I really can handle at this point. And some of it is that's all I really want to handle. I don't want to set up a huge machine yep. that I've got to support this whole machine because then I'm forced to then do, then I've got to be aggressive, much more aggressive in getting stuff. So I got to pay for these people. Where if it's just me and a, and a small group of people, we're fine with what we do. Gotcha. I love it. Okay, so in the next six, eight, 12 months, talk to me, what opportunities do you think is going to be like somebody that hasn't gone through it, right? Like I got started in 2012 when the pre foreclosures were very high. We were focusing on NODs, notice of defaults, and, um, you know, that pre foreclosure type of error. So a lot of great opportunities. It was great experience for me to, get in at that time. Yes. But I didn't see the crash. I didn't see what was going on in 08 and, and so forth. So what do you truly believe for anybody that hasn't experienced that yet? Like what should we look out for? We're gonna have and this I was just watching a couple other YouTube, some of my favorite YouTube people, and they both have converged on that we are gonna be we're heading into to a crash essentially for 2023. And so it's going to present huge opportunities. People are going to be upside down in the mortgages. Like I said before, they're not going to be able to sell. And that presents a huge opportunity for you as a real estate investor to help them out of their problems. Mm. They're on the cusp of major wealth generation for the people that position themselves and educate themselves to the, the notion of subject to. I would consider subject to, I would say lease optioning in place, properties and stuff like that. Learn a couple techniques like that because you can step in. People are going to be panicking and frantic to try to get rid. They're going to, in Colorado Springs, we have a lot of people here in the military, and they, the military transfers everybody. I have no yeah. idea why people come in. 
And they go, I'm going to buy a house. Like, yeah. well, you're only going to be here for like two years. Why are you doing that? And I'm like, cause I'm going to buy a house. Like, okay, they do crazy. that out here in San Diego. Cause there's so many bases and they get motorcycles and cars right away. And then six months later, they're selling them for next to nothing. Yeah. And so what we have to do is, is just be aware those people are going to enter that situation and yeah. then you, you can step in and help them because they made perhaps a wrong choice. Yep. And so you can help them out of their wrong choice. You can make a little money for yourself. You can help them. And so it's a win. I hate to use this phrase because it's oh, it's win-win situation. That's they get great. out of their problem and you get a situation where you can you can actually make some money off the deal. Because you know the, the rentals, you can rent to military officers and military here and do that too. So you're, yeah. you're kind of, that's, you're in a special environment too, Brandon, when you're being in San Diego, Oh yeah. Because there's a lot of, lot of the flux of military in and out of there is, is pretty large. We have the same situation in Colorado. So in yeah. Colorado Springs, especially because we have like three bases here. So that's, that's what I would say is the most important thing is learn a couple of these techniques, learn how to do lease options, learn how to do subject to things like that so that you can go in and you don't have to bring any money to the table for a lot of these, yeah. which is even better. I'm frugal, so I, that's, keep your own money as long as you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Brian, any final words for the listeners out there? You know, Somebody that might be overanalyzing this stuff, not taking enough action, any push that they might need that you could help out with? Get educated, find out what works for you. Sure. Get my book. You can go to my website. It, it's it's a real estate success, the number four in the letter U.com, real estate success for you. And I have at the top of that my book, and I have the Udemy course and stuff like that. Get educated on the techniques you can use. And then the best thing is take action, go in some direction. What I thought happened with the original probate people is they were professional seminar attendees. They were not people that were like, I'm going to make this work. And so that's, you kind of have to evaluate where you are and think, and part of my, my actually I include this in the book is this notion of the five whys. And you have to ask yourself, what's your motivation for trying to do this? What is it? And, and you have to get down to the guts of what you, what's motivating you. You first ask, well, why do I want to get in real estate? Well, I want to get in real estate to make money. Well, why do you want to make money? Well, because I, I really hate my job. I want something else. Well, and just keep asking more and yeah. more. And usually after five, I mean, this is soul searching stuff. You've got to get down and be serious and be honest with yourself about what's your motivation. Find your motivation and act upon that because that will get you towards your goal. Each goal has gotten to a step at a time. So you will get there. So that's the best thing that you can do. I love it. Well, I appreciate it. How can people get a hold of you? Well, it's like I said, just go to my website at www.realestatesuccess, the number four and the letter U.com. I somehow got swept into using for you at the end of all of my websites. So it's yeah. really kind of funny. It's like, eh, this happened in 1990. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, I'm sort of following the same pattern, but it seems to work out and it's unique enough. So it makes it, makes it fun. So that's the best way to get in touch with me. I love it. Well, I appreciate you greatly for jumping on your wealth of knowledge. You've been through it. You have the experience. And I know I have a bunch of notes, so I'm sure the listeners have as well. Guys, I highly encourage you to reach out to Brian, wealth of knowledge, like I said, and he can help you out if you need it in this type of market. So by all means, if you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Instagram. It is Brandon Elliott Investments, otherwise facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. And then if you're really looking to get educated on credit, 
I'm talking the ins and outs and, and being able to flip the script on the banks. Uh, we help business owners. So Credit Council Elite, not just me, but Credit Council Elite helps business owners get up to $500,000 every six months at 0% interest. And we can show you how to do so very quickly in 30 to 90 days. And afterwards, be able to travel hack, be able to purchase properties with credit and fix credit, build business, personal credit, and so forth. Get to the 800 FICO score in less than 30 days. If you need more information on that, we have a quick 10-minute video on our website. Feel free to check out creditcounselelite.com. That's www.creditcounselelite.com. And as always, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. What are you waiting for? Today is the time. Take action today and hit that subscribe button. You'll get the newest notification every single Monday. Leave that five-star review after listening to a couple episodes. It means the absolute world to us. I greatly appreciate it wholeheartedly. And we will see you on the next episode next time, guys. Love you guys all so much. Brian, appreciate you greatly. Well, the knowledge, my friend. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, guys. God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.